Hello and welcome to the deep dive episode of We're Drunk and We Know Things. Two weeks ago we talked about the Dark Crystal. So this we week, it. we did like it, we did like it. For, its, it. for its many flaws, we did still like it. Uh, as promised, we're going to talk about some more cool shit this week. So we're talking about the Jim Henson Company, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about learning, so you better know your shit, my friend. There's some cool stuff in it. I probably <laughs> missed a shit ton. Yeah, sure. Keep I mean, in mind... This is the lifetime of an entire man. It's, it's always the um, thing, isn't it? We're doing a deep dive, but this also isn't a four-hour podcast, so throw us a bone. If you've written or read some exhaustive book about Jim Henson's life... Send us a copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, we'd love, we'll, we'd we'll love a copy of your book. It. We'd love a copy of your Give book. Give you a shout out. Uh, we are still in the Prince of Wales. We are still drinking so Stoford Press. Oh. The sun is finally off us, and now it's feeling very nice. It's, it's cooled down a little bit, thank God. I'm a more of an even keel. Now I've had four ciders. <laughs> so let's crack on. Why don't you get me started? That's what I do. I drink. I know things. The year is 1936. The place, Greenville, Mississippi. A man named Paul is pacing back and forth, full of angst and anticipation, in the 27-degree heat, as his wife Betty gives birth to their second child. They name that child James, and thus... Jim Henson entered this world. Goosebumps, Rob. Goosebumps. I liked it, right? <laughs> Sorry, the rest of this podcast is less dramatic. But, uh, <laughs> no, really, no, I'm going to let you do it all <laughs> like that. It's like um, NPR. I feel like I'm listening to Serial. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Let's, let's kind of flash forward through uh, what was fundamentally a really happy childhood. I think you say, let's flash forward. He dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not laughing because he is. Um... <laughs> No, we're going to flash forward through what was basically a happy childhood with sure. a couple of notable points. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to, uh, uh, his family bought a TV. Right. And bear in mind, 1936, it was a big deal, right? Yeah, well, we, we, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he used to yeah, enjoy that. watching TV shows featuring uh, Bert Hillstrom's The, the Kukla, Fran and Ollie puppet show. Sure, of course, yes, I know what you're talking about. A famous puppet show in the, famous. Uh, in the sure, 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, puppets were massive in the 30s and 40s as well because it was no production value, so it yeah. was like stick it on TV. I mean, anybody who uh, grew up in the UK might have, uh, correction, anybody who's my parents' age who grew up <laughs> in the UK yeah. may have heard of like uh, Watch With Mother, Ragtag and Bobtail, sure, yeah, and The yeah. Tops. Yeah, yeah, they of were course. all puppets. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, also course, watching yeah. the, the works of uh, Bill and Cora Baird. Okay. Who, again, had a, a kind of very popular child's primetime puppet show. Um, Bill Baird, actually, (laughs) hilariously, um, was involved in... uh, In 1968, NBC did a musical live show of Pinocchio. Wow, okay. And Bill Baird was the man they called on to make Pinocchio's nose. Right. So it grew. He had a lot of doweling. <laughs> a lot of dowling and some fishing <laughs> twine or something. He was the dowling magnet of Mississippi. Um, apparently, when they screen tested it uh, in uh, pre production, they were like, yeah. oh my god, that's amazing as well. When yeah, they screen tested yeah. it, they could clearly see the join between the fake nose and the actor's nose. Right, okay. They fixed it with oh, so silly it was putty a practical and effect. It was oh, a no, practical effect practical on a real. Effect. Yeah, it was a live. I thought you were going to say it was like a marionette. Musical thing. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, th- that was it. it was, yeah. uh, Pinocchio was, in fact, a real boy, made to look like a fake boy who then becomes a real boy. Sure. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, he would also have spent his time playing in the suburbs of University Park in Maryland near Washington. Uh-huh. Uh, that's Washington, D.C. Yes. Um, with his many childhood friends, including mm. one notable friend. Notable, if only, because the poor bugger's name was Kermit. What? He grew up with a friend called Kermit. He did. Was he a green frog? Nope. So this isn't a Ben situation. Nope. This isn't the Michael Jackson. He was ben a situation. legit human. He was a legit being. human being called Kermit. Seriously, since the Muppets come out, came out first in what the sixties. Yeah. How many kids do you think have been named Kermit since? I'm guessing zero. <laughs> right. Right. Have you ever met a Kermit? No. Never met a Kermit. I kind of want to. I know what's. I know what's making my list for hopeful if we ever have a kid. 
When you edit this episode, can the intro music be me singing Rainbow Connection? Well, it depends. One of the most beautiful songs that has ever been written. Henson's first. (laughs) Moving on, are we? (laughs) No, I say we can do it, but are you going to sing it? Because you have to sing it right here, right now. I love the Rainbow Connection. I'm not singing Rainbow Connection sat outside a pub, mostly because it makes me cry. So we're not doing that. We'll do it at the end. I'm getting a bit upset just thinking about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Henson's first TV job, yes. rather. Presumably he had other jobs, like flipping job. burgers or something. Paperboy. Um, he created puppets for a Saturday morning children's show called The Junior Morning Show on WTOP-TV. <laughs> the Junior... Well, snappy. Yeah. The Junior Morning Show on POTV. WTOP-TV. It's what I was going to say. WTOP, now known as WUSA-TV. Oh. For our American listeners, they'll be like, oh, that one. Of course, they'll know. Uh, this was 1954, by the way. So not fucking hell. <laughs> what? Right, Jim Henson's old as shit. Well, not anymore. He dead. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. I had this lovely moving <laughs> tribute at the end. Of this. We're going to get to him. We're like, he dead. That's certainly what I said in my eulogy at his funeral. Um, what can you say about Jim Henson? Well, firstly, he did. <laughs> the notable thing about the Junior Morning Show was yes. that it was the first time that uh, Henson encountered a, and worked with a puppeteering partner, right. a chap called Russell Wall. Okay. Uh, and the two created and performed the puppets, uh, Pierre the French Rat. Sure. And a pair of puppets that I know nothing about, but they're called Longhorn and Shorthorn. <laughs> that rings a bell, actually, Longhorn and, Longhorn and Shorthorn. That, that does ring a bell. Pierre the French um, rat. He became Rizzo, I guess. Uh, uh, well, it's a rat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat to rat to rat. Oh, Rizzo. Um, he uh, enrolled at the University of Maryland. Right. Uh, and was introduced to craft and textiles by right, okay. a puppetry class. Sure, yeah, yeah. That was being run at the university. Yeah. He actually graduated in 1960 with a Bachelor of Science degree in home economics. Oh, because it would have been crafts and tech tiles. Exactly. Would have just been called home economics. Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, also, uh, depending on which version of this you adhere to, his grandmother was influential in this. She mm. taught him how to sew and right, how okay. to fix his clothes. Yeah. All yeah, 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 yeah. And that's post-war kind of thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. In fact, during yeah. war, because 1936 through... Yeah, pre-war. Um, yeah. Pre-war, well, uh, during the war, and, pre. and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, well. The joys of the 30s. The best of times and literally the worst of times you know that were time just around the corner. You know that time that everyone's nostalgic for, which was great, unless, as long as you were rich and white. <laughs> Everybody and else. And didn't mind the oh, fact that... Rich, white and had a penis. Otherwise you were fucked. <laughs> and didn't mind the fact that you'd just come out of one world war and about to go headlong into another one. Ah, nostalgia. Anyway, anyway. As a freshman doing his university course, he actually created a show called Salmon Friends. Salmon Friends. Salmon Friends, a puppet show. Right. Uh, and this was uh, five minutes long. It was a no. slot on WRC TV. Right, okay. Um, to be honest, notable for a couple of things. Firstly, the fact that Henson, prior to basically joining university, yeah. uh, enrolling in, uh, and discovering that puppets were a thing, had no yeah. interest in puppets. He oh, really? watched some stuff on TV, but it was yeah, the yeah. same way that we watch Star Trek. We don't sure. immediately think, I want to make sci-fi for the rest of my life. Right. Um, except didn't. we did. Um, <laughs> yeah, bad example because we both definitely did. Yeah. But yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, he made Salmon Friends as right. a way to make a bit of cash. Is it about Salmon? Sam and oh, friends. Oh, it's salmon friends. I'm sorry, I have a cold. <laughs> salmon friends. Oh, honestly, you've just been imagining fish puppets. Salmon friends. Sam Jumping up a waterfall. Friends. And there's the bear from the Muppets. Honestly, yeah. seriously, oh. that's what I was imagining. No. Salmon um, friends. If you're listening, Henson Company, that's a freebie. Uh, you can have Give it. me a consultant's credit. That's fine. Uh, no, give the show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sam and friends. Sorry. Sam and Sam friends. and friends. Enunciate, motherfucker. <laughs> um, included, most notably, a prototype of right. Kermit the Frog. Right. Oh, that was good. I promise not to do that too often. That was good. No, that was pretty good. Um, Kermit the Frog originally was not a frog. He was a lizard, and he was made. He's a lizard. <laughs> Which was weird because he was called Kermit the Frog. No, he was called Kermit at the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Kermit appeared in Sam and Friends initially yeah, as a okay. frog. Right. Uh, as well. But his initial development stages Prototypes. went from a lizard who yeah. was actually made out of one of Henson's mum's dresses. Right. He was lilac. Sure. Because and possibly floral. He was lilac. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, I think it's probably worth at this point taking a minute to just discuss kind of the philosophy that Henson entered into when making puppets and when making right. puppetry related productions. Okay. Historically, up until this point, most puppets have been made of wood. Like Punch and Judy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and Marionettes, they were, Pinocchio, they were either, that shit. Exactly so. They were yeah. either dummies, like yeah. ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah. Got the gear, got the yeah. gear. Um, or <laughs> marionettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, going back to the UK stuff, a lot of the stuff that was happening in the US, it sure. was all string, uh, yeah, 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 string yeah, yeah, puppets. Yeah, yeah. Henson believed that television puppets need to have uh, they need to have more realism in their expression, more yeah. life, more sensitivity. Well, spoiler alert: he nailed it. Totally. <laughs> um, and yeah. he began making puppets from uh, fabric-covered foam rubber. So, like felt and foam rubber and stuff like Basically, that. Like, come, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, on the basis, this allowed them to express a much wider range of emotion. Yeah, yeah. Because you could move, the foam was flexible, so you could flex like, the entire but face. But if you look at the expression on Kermit's face and you think it's just somebody moving like three or four fingers to move the cheekbones, and, and you know, it is really amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I don't know the artistry is still there, but his point mm. was that we could do more than just sure. a mouth that goes up and down. <gasps> he was an innovator. Uh, a disruptor. Marionettes, of course, on strings. He was a disruptor in the puppet space. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So marionettes, of course, on strings, yes. Um, he decided to put his puppet's arms on rods. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this actually led to um, a, a, a whole concept, which was the idea that you have a, a frame, mm-hmm. you know, 4-3 frame of a, yep. a shot, sure, a set, yeah. what have you, and the puppet operator would always need to be off-frame, Yeah. but because they were that much closer, you could actually have two people yeah. operating a puppet under the desk. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, um, yeah. And you've got much more realistic movement and much more ability to react yeah. to things that were going on. So it's all like raised platforms, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're all underneath so in a crawl it's space. Like, like things either around. under crawl space if you see the full yeah, shot, yeah, or yeah. you'll see a lot of them like on a desk or by a table. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lot of mid shots. Yeah, yeah, mid shots, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in that new Muppet movie where you can see their legs. It's weird. That was crazy. Super crazy. weird. Um, he also wanted characters to speak more creatively. Right. And this idea that you've got a hand up its face <laughs> means that you can basically lip sync. And he spent a lot of time working yeah, yeah, yeah. with the puppeteers mm. and the voice actors, mm. and in some cases making them the same person. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. had never happened before. So Frank Oz is a big, big, yeah, yeah. Bear, big example um, of that. And the course. idea being that they could synchronize and, and make sure that actually the movements weren't just bah, 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 yeah, bah, yeah, bah, yeah, mouth yeah. open, mouth closed. Mm. They would match and, and, and potentially, in some cases, with Kermit. Uh, for example, yeah. you'll see he actually shapes his mouth. Yes. He makes So that shapes. was a big thing throughout Dark Crystal, huge. other than the Gelflings, is that, that it does actually, they articulate the words and the mouth moves in the right way. It's, it's, it's all part of that stuff that, like I say, you, know, you forget you're watching puppets because it's so naturalistic. Henson also worked uh, with a chap called Don Sarlin. Right. Um, may not be pronouncing that right, but hey, uh, never met the guy, so sue me. No, don't. Please, please, please don't. No, sue me. Oh, then fine. Yeah, I sue have him. nothing worth having. <laughs> yeah. You can um, have 50% of nothing, motherfuckers. Yeah. Right. Fuck it, 90%. Final <laughs> off. Same deal our producer gets. <laughs> he gets 40% He gets 40% of percent and nothing. Uh, anyway, so Don Tarlin, uh worked, and they built a lot of, I mean, they worked together throughout the development of the Muppets, yep. uh, Sesame Street, which we'll come okay. on to, and all yeah. the rest of it. Um, oh, Sarlin perfected two things. Um, one of them he did on his own, which was the sewing technique, which they actually called the Henson stitch. Right. And this is basically a way of hiding all the seams inside the puppet. Yeah, yeah. So that um, the puppets look realistic, mm. even in close-up. Yeah, so you don't see the seams in Kermit. He looks no. like a continuous He's piece. A continuous yeah, yeah. Thing. He's and got skin. Yeah. That was Sarlin's wow, gift okay. to yeah, the, yeah. the Henson brainchild. Wow. Um, Henson and he also worked together to create something that they called the Magic Triangle. Right. And this was basically a way of positioning the eyes, the nose, and the mouth of a puppet. Yeah. So that it appears that the eyes are always focusing and looking at the camera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, traditionally, you would have had like a, a wood carved thing, like glazed over. Yeah, whatever. like literally glazed over. And bear in mind, Kermit was literally two ping pong balls with black dots. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. But the alignment of those dots and the mouth and the nose were actually—they weren't accidental. They were. Don't think about that, but yeah, that's true, isn't it? So that when they stare down the camera at you, because when feel you see a, a shitty Kermit toy, it's because the eyes are weird. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They put the pupils on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's freaky. Yeah. That motherfucker can see left and right. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Henson called his puppets the Muppets, or right. Muppets. Right. If you've done a bit of digging, there's a bit of controversy here. Some people would claim that this was actually a portmanteau. Right. Second time in two episodes I'm using that word. 
we're, we're going right. to market. What, of, of man and puppet? Marionette and puppet. Okay. Henson went on record in an interview mm-hmm. and said, that's bullshit. We just wanted a word that sounded like puppet. Also, you'd say puppionette if you're going to do anything, let's be real. Yeah. Marion Uppet. Love puppionette. Have you met my wife, Marion Uppet? <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> Sounds like a James Bond girl. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Marion Uppet. So, yeah, actually, the word Muppet oh. was completely made up by Henson. And basically, right. one of them was... Um, Everybody know, wants to romanticise like that kind of shit, don't they? And yeah, it's just like... like oh, it there was must a, be a thing. It was a like, funny word. It's no. only like Puppet. Fuck you. <laughs> Henson's uh, like, commercial mouse... <laughs> his achievements haven't been enough, so they have romanticised how yeah. he made up the word Muppet. <laughs> no, if Henson's commercial mouse weren't prescient enough by some of the things we're about to discover but generally the fact right. that he had a very long running and yeah. incredibly successful career yeah. the idea may have crossed his mind that you can probably trademark Muppet you could trade what? trademark Muppet oh yeah sure okay yeah so trademark Muppet yeah. uh, Puppet's not protectional yeah protectionable protection protectable protectable Fuck. I've heard it both ways Henson spent a fair whack of the next few years working on basically commercials Sure, yeah. You know, the Muppets, yep. as they were, were used in advertising. Yeah. Uh, most notable, I mean, he, he made a shit ton of different adverts. Number one. Literally, he was a total... Mm. It's unfair, because later on, uh, he said that he didn't really enjoy making them. But it's fundamentally, commercial. He gets money, he develops his commercial, product. As in commercial, as in money, yeah. money. He, he develops his product, he builds the puppets, he, you know, yeah, I get it. Most notable are a hilarious series of campaigns for Wilkins Coffee. Right, okay. Have you seen these? I haven't seen them, so but Wilkins Coffee. So they're available on YouTube, so go and Google it. It's yep. W-I-L-K-I-N-S, Wilkins right. Coffee. Yep. Um, and it starred two puppets, one of which was called Wilkins and one of which was called Wontkins. <laughs> right. And basically, <laughs> throughout this entire series, Wilkins would suggest to Wonkins that he should be drinking this coffee. Mm. And Wonkins would be like, I don't like coffee. Uh, and then Wilkins would kill him. It's Bert and Ernie. He would kill him? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the first advert, he just blew him up. They'd shoot him in the face, <laughs> chuck uh, a bomb into his house. The wonderful days before TV censors. <laughs> so, so violent. Itching, scratchy, it's insane. but coffee, coffee adverts. Knocks him out of a tree. It's all that. It's brilliant. That is amazing. Um, that is amazing. <laughs> and kills him. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, Henson is now on record as saying that a lot of his early kind of Muppet sketches, there were two outcomes: either one of the Muppets killed the other one, right, or one of the Muppets ate the other one. Ate? Oh, yeah, sure. Ate. Yes. Uh, and he's he's um, said that he was he was always a big fan of things eating other things. It's like the big one that eats all the rabbits. It's like that scene in the Dark Crystal, right, where this thing them. just pops out and goes hum. That's amazing, because they do a match cut from that with the babies to one on the spit. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, so that was a previous thing, but yes, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, between 1957 and 1961, Henson made no fewer than 179 commercials Fucking for Wilkins hell. Coffee. They were so, 179. Well, so successful. No overhead. No overhead. So successful. He got the puppets. He actually got, because he still owned the rights, yeah. he actually rebadged them for different local coffee producers. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, uh, well, they kind of been called Wilkins and Wilkins, but yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it was just different words yeah, and what yeah, have you. No, yeah. they're never named. Well, but you just dub them differently, yeah, don't you? Totally. You dub them differently, yeah. So, what's Shrewd the university? Shrewd businessman. Oh. But, I mean, this is the thing. Is people look at Henson like he was a hippy-dippy, beardy fucker. He's a shrewd motherfucker, yeah. Mm, there's a reason think that, so. There's a reason that it's like... The Muppets is like a brand, like Disney. You know, like Henson it, is... It's not the highest-grossing movie franchise of all time. <laughs> We know what, what that is. <laughs> uh, nothing like an in-joke. <laughs> it's right. He'll appreciate it when he listens. Um, Henson had met uh, a, a lady called Jane Nebel mm-hmm. whilst he was studying at university. They got married in 1959. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we found happiness. And together... And they, they divorced in 1961. <laughs> they did actually get divorced, but a right, little okay. bit later on. Um, together they moved to New York City and they formed Muppets Incorporated. Now imagine, yeah. given yeah. the connotation that Muppet has taken on these days. Uh, no, but imagine Incredible. saying, imagine just handing your CV What over. do you do? Oh, I'm CEO of Muppets Incorporated. Why? Why are you sniggering? <laughs> so, I'm a professional man, sir. <laughs> you will respect my authority. Yeah. Why do you have your hand up a frog's ass? 
No reason. I didn't get to where I am today as the head of Muppets Incorporated by being spoken to like that. <laughs> anyway, so they spent the next few years making more commercials. Sure. Uh, Henson also started to experiment with filmmaking, uh-huh. uh, and he made uh, something called Timepiece. Oh yeah. Only Oscar nomination. Short film. Yeah. Okay. Short experimental. Yeah, he yeah. says uh, five words in it, and they're right. all help. I've not watched it. Muppets. No. Puppets? No. Nope. Live action? Maybe. I don't know. Not okay. watched it. No, nothing about it. Cool. Beyond the fact that it was called Timepiece. Uh, he also made a film called The Cube that I also know nothing about. The what? The Cube. The Cube. Not okay. Cube. Not Vincenzo Natale's no. movie, The Cube. Yeah, more Cube. Um, Although that with Muppets. I've watched 19, the shit out of that. In 19... Really? Yeah. I'll watch anything with Muppets in. Well, Elmo goes... The opening scene, Elmo goes into the room, steps down, mm. exhales a sigh of relief, and then just gets shredded by wires. Well, he sexually harasses somebody first, but yeah. hey It's a bit of insider knowledge for your Muppet freaks out there, Muppet heads. 1969, the Children's Television Workshop, yeah. you know where this is going, Yeah. asked Henson to work with them full-time on Sesame Street. Yeah. Sesame Street had actually been running so, for yeah, a so couple they, so years So it's existed before? Yeah. Sans puppets, though? No. Avec so puppets. Sesame Street was avec... <laughs> no, sans puppet. Avec papé. It was sans, sans puppet. puppet. I assume um, puppet is the French for puppets. Why not? It's probably like puppets. Le like puppet. how speed was called la vitesse in France. Which but it was is actually called, such a better name. It was actually called speed. That's a joke I stole a video years old, I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, he, he doesn't listen. Do you? No. Eddie, let us know. So he basically <laughs> went to work, created a whole bunch of new Muppets, including mm. names such as Grover, Bert and Ernie, yeah. Cookie Monster, sure. Oscar the Grouch, Big Bird, Guy Smiley. Guy Smiley? Guy Smiley was the talk show host. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy yeah, Smiley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, Kermit the Frog also ported along because Kermit yeah. is a total whore. But apparently. no Miss Piggy yet. Uh, no. Oh. Miss Piggy was Muppets. But right. Cookie Monster, interestingly, right. was a character that they already had. Uh, they'd created it for, you're going to love this. Cookie Everts? An IBM training video. No, of course it wasn't Cookie Everts. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, you know they made computers for the Nazis. They did. <laughs> but they're the reason we have Cookie Monster, so a bit more forgiven. I don't know. You know I've got a new role. I would like to tell you in the listener a funny story. I was on the call the other day with uh, a team of software experts and somebody mentioned IBM and I said, well, you know, they made counting machines for the Nazis. And when, when, when the uh, call ended, they were like, you know, the company's IBM though, right? It's just a product of IBM. We were on the phone to IBM. Yeah. And I pointed out that they made counting machines for the Nazis. Yeah. And they didn't know. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> what are they going to say? No, we didn't. I had the same argument with Hugo Boss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> When I met him. I just picked up my new soup last week. It looks stunning. I literally, I mean, the Waffen SS on the side <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, the silver dual lightning bolts. The silver skull on the hat really <laughs> sets it off. <laughs> okay. Hi. Originally, uh, in, in Sesame Street, the Muppets appeared in like very specific separate sections. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, working uh, Henson working with the show creators mm-hmm. reimagined the entire show, yeah, yeah. and they integrated everything. So the puppets would appear, the Muppets would appear yeah, alongside yeah, yeah. live action and what have you. There's really no understating how important Sesame Street is, like just to like children's development in just America generally. or in the world for the last sixty or nineteen sixty nine, so fifty years. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh shit! And it's twenty nineteen. So this is the fifty year anniversary. Current of President Street. Donald Trump. Didn't watch Sesame Yeah, 100%. Street. Otherwise, he could count. The success of Sesame Street. <laughs> Let's move on. It sounded um, like an edit point. It wasn't. We, no. just, we just moved on. No. Uh, the success of Sesame Street also allowed... Um, no, in fact, let's go back. So Sesame Street is all about inclusion. It's about yes. people of colour. It's about yeah. the melting pot that is the USA. America, right? yeah. Specifically New York, but yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah. Could be anywhere. 100%. It's... Celebrity guests on throughout the years. I'm everybody not going to say it, but you should, people should be wearing fucking bands saying, what would Elmo do? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> it wasn't children, it was other men, but that's not the point. But, no, but, but yeah, but no, no. you're right. You're, no, you're, right. Sesame Street you're right. You're right, you're 100%. It's right. like the most wholesome thing yeah. ever. And it remains so. Yeah. Anyway, the success of Sesame Street... <sighs> It's all right, you're right, buddy. The success. He's getting a bit upset. I'm fine. I'm, I, I am because America's turned into this nasty I've place. Never seen and you the cry world before. is full of hate and horror. And, and can't it just be more like Sesame Street? 
can't it? I'm getting upset now, Rob. I'm exactly hung and over, over enough to get emotional about this kind of stuff, you dickhead. <laughs> I'm actually getting upset. You need to boy our listeners. Shit, we're losing them. We're losing them. So, like, Snuffleupagus is really funny. Oh, God. Mm. I miss my dad. <laughs> the, so, you, <laughs> and not, my parents. Not, not find him in a couple of weeks. Find my parents after this and be like, thank you for letting me watch Sesame Street, which you probably don't know what it is. Um, the success of Sesame Street allowed Henson to finally no. stop making commercials. So Sesame Street pre-Muppets? Yes. Like the Muppet show? Oh, yes. So that's, what, mid-seven... Well, we'll get there. This is the point of this podcast. Stop preempting you. Sorry. He was making Sesame Street. They were busy. They were working hard. Yeah. And he started developing both a Broadway show... Oh, wow. A live Broadway show. So that's a plot of and every Muppet thing, right? We need to put on a show yeah, to yeah. save something. And indeed, the Muppets. Yeah. And a weekly television series that featured a selection of his puppets that he yeah. called The Muppet Show. Right. It was rejected by every single American TV station, agent, Imagine. what have you. Imagine that being that guy. To. Imagine being that guy. You said you no. You turned to down the Muppets. the Muppets. You Muppet. <laughs> In the end, not out of desperation, he's quite happy. Yeah. Henson pitches the series to Lou Grade. Now, Lord Lou Grade. Right. Famous UK media impresario. Okay, okay. Um, and they agreed that they would make The Muppet Show. In on England? two conditions. One, the show would be shot in England. Right. It would be syndicated worldwide. That was fine. You shot Elstree? Sorry? Was it shot at Elstree? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Phoned it in. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> you didn't phone it in. This is ridiculous. But I... I um, hilariously, I'm going to say that's true. They the entire the Muppet Show, the first show was made, there was no contract... Really? It was a handshake deal. Well, they did it all on spec. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, Lou Grade and Jim Henson yeah. said, want to make this show? Like, yeah, yeah, do it right. in the UK. All right, then. Happy days. Shake your hand. Oi. There's uh, a lot of lords that talk like that as well. Hello, I'm a lord. All right. <laughs> I'm lord. All right. <laughs> as a result of kind of getting greenlighted, uh, he scrapped plans for the Broadway show, which yeah. I think is a shame. Well, it's not like there's been a shortage of them since. There must well, be Broadway shows of Muppets but, but, since. No, the Muppets on Broadway. Yeah, Live yeah, yeah, action yeah, Muppets yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. It's like Muppets on Ice. Is that a if, thing? If that was a thing, I'd have tickets already. Um, he literally picked up his creative <laughs> team from New York City. Right. Uh, presumably left a few to support what was going on with Sesame Street. Or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. didn't. I yeah, don't yeah. know. Um, well, the Hanson Company or the Muppets Incorporated was probably quite big at this point. Yeah. Because... Moved a shit ton of his lead creatives to England. Let, let's be real about... Uh, you're a puppeteer. Your specialty is being a puppeteer. Where are you going to go and get a job? Oh, that one place that employs puppeteers? Yeah. Uh, they started <laughs> taping. Right. And bear in mind that... This point, one of a character that we'll come back to in a moment has entered the scene. Uh, one of Henson's lead puppeteers and character developers, a chap called Frank Oz. Oh, right. Yeah. Name rings a bell. Um, the success of the Muppet Show was insane. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I it's mean, the worldwide syndication yeah. got picked up all over the place. It was yeah. nuts. Uh, as a result, the Muppets then appeared in their first uh, theatrical film, yeah, feature film, yeah, called the Muppet Movie in 1979. Yeah, which is fucking amazing. It's brilliant. It is fucking. I like Muppets in space. Sorry, I like Muppets, Muppets in space. space. <laughs> I I love I love I, I like all of them. I love them. Um, a quick sidebar, if I may. Uh, the commitment that this guy no. had to making <laughs> this stuff real. Yeah. You, you, how well do you remember the Muppet movie? Do you remember the opening scene? I don't remember it very well at all. Kermit is sitting on a log and he sings Rainbow The Rainbow Connection. Connection. Oh, don't um, even make me cry again. To get the shot just <laughs> right, Jim Henson had to crouch inside a custom-made diving bell under the water, under the water. to operate Kermit. Fucking hell, you gotta respect the man's man's commitment to It's nuts. Man's commitment to realism for a felt frog. You've got you've got to Sorry, respect not it. A. The, the felt frog. Um Henson then went on to direct. Well, it's the the Bugweiser frogs. Sorry? The Bugweiser frogs. They weren't felt. They were rubber. They were rubber. Yeah. Fair, okay. Uh, Henson then went on to direct The Great Muppet Caper in 1981. Yep, that's well And good. to be honest, at this point, he decided to stop making The Muppet Show, which was mm. like a weekly thing, yeah, yeah. in favour of uh, making movies. Yeah. Well, he wanted Saturday Night Live, as we talked about before. 
Same same kind of time. He yeah, was yeah. doing those short things, Land of Gord or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, and to be honest, prior to this, he actually had puppets on a whole bunch of like um, evening TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's that blend, isn't it, of like. It's so accessible to every age. Like parents can watch it with their kids. At least, like Sesame Street is aimed at kids, but adults can watch it because Sesame Street is so wholesome and lovely. But the Muppet Show is, let's all watch it. It's like it's like, the Muppets are like Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, they're like they're ubiquitous and everyone accessible to absolutely everybody. But especially given that they can do things that people and can't, eminently, and they can get things past the eminently shippable to other other places yeah. because we got to do is redub them in their own languages. Jobs again. Yeah, amazing. Nobody complains, it's like, he doesn't look like me. No, he's green and a frog. That's why Mr. Bean is so massive around the whole world, because Mr. Bean doesn't say anything. He doesn't speak. Also comic genius. What? I don't like Mr. Bean that much. You don't have to like Mr. Bean. I like Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, fair. Okay, fair. fair. Although Jeez. recently he has been a bit of a dick, but yeah. Yeah, well, he's getting old. Can't hold people's politics Gets against old, them. Gets old, moves a bit to the right. Yeah, exactly. Moves a lot to the right. Yeah. <laughs> moves a bit further to the right. I'm Rich and Rowan Atkinson, so I'm going to have a press conference, even though no one asked me. But anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this is not the slating Rowan Atkinson hour. That's our new podcast that we're spinning up next month, live from many locations, including outside Rowan Atkinson's house, inside his bathroom while he's out at work, and in his garden while he's having Christmas dinner. Rowan. <laughs> hey, why are you coming now? What are you doing? Why- <laughs> God, I hope he doesn't listen. He or worse, Eddie Izzard does listen, and he's annoyed that we spoke shit about Ron Atkinson. Why? They're not, like, seeing eye to eye. Maybe. I mean, on this oh, no, actually, definitely ever. not. <laughs> definitely not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, Izzard and Atkinson sitting in a tree, it's punching a new, each other in the face. It's a new Blackadder show. Blackadder can fuck off. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile... Meanwhile, there was a little franchise that was being made by a chap called George Lucas. Oh, right. Uh, and American he, Graffiti. <laughs> franchise. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, he had, he'd had some success with the first movie. He'd had, had some. He had great visions for the second movie, but needed a puppeteer oh. uh, who would be able to operate a, one of the key yeah. characters. Sure, yeah. And he actually approached Jim Henson first. Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I, I, honestly, I'm going to let you do this podcast. These at some are point. not the frogs you're looking for. <laughs> I'm going to let you do this podcast um, eventually. I swear to no, God. No, he approached Jim Henson, and yeah. uh, according to all records, Jim Henson was literally too fucking busy. <laughs> so no, well, that's the thing, isn't it? With George Lucas when he's making Star Wars, they're like, "What are you doing? Fuck off, mate!" That, I mean, that's the entirety of the industry. Yeah. You're doing what? It'll never, it'll never land. And Fuck off. Jim kind of looked around. And I literally, I imagine this meeting. <laughs> I imagine this meeting. Mm. So you've got Lucas in the office and Henson over the way. So you've got like uh, five foot eleven beardy guy mm. and six foot four beardy guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, both hippies and they're mm. set there and what have you. So. Jim, I need your help. Yeah. I need a puppet for the new movie. Yeah. Um, and Jim says, well, I can't help you. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. I'm too busy with Oscar the Grouch. Um, he said, well, I mean, you're the best in the business. you got to have somebody. <laughs> oh, and, and Jim looks back at him and says, well, give me a second. Looks over and sees his, like, number one puppet operator, who's sure. apparently not busy for reasons that sure. aren't discerned in yeah. this narrative. Frank Oz <laughs> yeah. and says, Frank, come in here. And Frank says, hello. <laughs> Is that what he sounds like? Well, Frank, Is Frank Oz English? Uh, technically, yes. I know literally nothing about Frank Oz. Um, I didn't know that he actually started as a Henson man and then went on to be a Star Wars man. Yeah. So and then everything Frank else Oz man. was handed off onto Star Wars because Henson and was he directed too fucking to Witch East Witch, East Witch, arguably Jack Nicholson's uh, best Frank friend. Oz, actually born in Hereford. Oh. The same county that our cider comes from that we are oh, drinking right now. A little, very nice. Uh, he left when he was six months old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> went to live in the US. Right. Uh, so he's from Hereford, like how our producer from Wales, but okay, sure. Yeah. Um, he does now actually maintain a residence, and right. uh, I think he's still got British citizenship because he was born there. Right. That makes sense. Anyway, so no, Hereford boy, big up. Big um, up the Hereford massive. <laughs> Look, there is, I mean, I'm from Worcester, which is just over the border, and yeah. it's frankly a bit of a rural meh. Yeah. Um, it's a lovely place. It's very pretty. It has some yeah. good output. Yeah. Uh, but great puppets. Nobody's getting excited about it. No. Hereford is like worse than Worcester. When you drive in, does it say on the thing "Home of Frank Oz"? Sort it of. Should. Sort of. It doesn't. They yeah. haven't capitalised yeah. on it at all. No. 
I mean, to be fair, he left when he was six months I old. Watch, so. I go to Ozland. Yeah. In like, a like, shit oh. theme park. Well, I heard there's <laughs> an amazing Australian theme theme park here. Oh, no. No, it's just Yoda. It's just a lot of Miss Piggies and Yodas. So bear in mind that Frank Oz has performed as one of the Muppets in over 75 productions. Probably the most beloved puppet of all time ever in the history of puppets. Uh, well, no, Yoda. just in terms of, like, um, uh, Henson stuff. Yeah. He did Labyrinth, uh, video releases, television series. And obviously Dark Crystal, yeah. Dark Crystal, pretty much everything. Yeah. Any Muppety thing. I think Frank he directed The Witches. I think he directed The Witches. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say things that I haven't looked up on a podcast where I'm meant to know stuff. Why not? <laughs> We're drunk. Whatever. And we know things. He was president of the United States. He was king of France. Fuck you. You don't know. That's why you listen to us. All hail King Oz. Wait. I think that we're talking about right. a different film now. <laughs> um, so, anyway, Frank Oz then went on to play Yoda. Mm-hmm. He played Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Star Wars Episodes 1, 2, and 3, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yep. As well as a whole bunch of the animated oh, stuff. Yeah, animated stuff, TV commercials. Yeah, of course, a million things. The thing that got me was... Uh, holiday special. Is Yoda in the holiday special? Now that I say it that. It wasn't listed. I don't think he is. I don't think, I don't he, think, is. think he is. No. It, it's more chewy and baby chewy. Yeah. It's quite a slapback or whatever the fuck she's called. <laughs> we should do that. What? That's our Christmas episode, the what holiday we, special. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Listen, if you think that's a good idea, if you think that's a good idea, comment, do something, text us, phone us up, come around our house, come around Rob's house. He's moved. But, you know, if you know, you know. Uh, But, yeah, definitely. If we get, like, two people in favour of this, we're doing it. (laughs) If we get one piece. No, two people. Two people. I want two people, otherwise it's not happening. And those two people can't be married to us, right? No. Fair. No, it's it's standard BBC rules. (laughs) You can't be family or friends. Oh, standard BBC rules, of course. Yes, of course. Anyway, Um, Jim Henson. I mean, uh, Oz was also responsible for... I mean, Frank Oz. <laughs> yeah, with his fuck this is another Frank Oz podcast. Oh, oh, God. Uh, no, he's also responsible for generating uh, Yoda's dialect and syntax. Yeah, of course, yeah. So that whole, I'm um, pissed you are, yeah. um, that's all him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he... He did... Yeah, he did, did he have any input into the modelling of the puppet as well, or was that all Stuart Freeborn's team? It, Mostly freeborn, but he obviously had input in terms of the usability. Sure, okay, yeah. the, the actual construction of the puppet. His, yeah, yeah. I mean, his, the big takeaway was when they uh, made Yoda CGI in episode two. Well, we went back and did it in episode one, did he? But episode two, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Attack um, of the Clones is the first yeah. one with CGI. Yeah. Um, Oz came out and said, actually, absolutely the right thing to do. The puppet was limited, couldn't do what was envisaged. Uh, we should also mention that Frank Oz is kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> He is. They're all kind of dead. He doesn't like all the Muppets now. He doesn't think it's good. He doesn't like new film because it's not. It's against the ethos of what the Muppets are about and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Shut up, Oz. Sorry. Henson continued to work on movie projects, including yeah. darker movies, such yeah. as The Dark Crystal. Right. See above. Yes. The Witches. That's literally written here. The Witches. Uh, the Witches, Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, as well as a more classic Muppet movies, The Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. And in the late 80s and early 90s, he was making more TV shows. Mm. He made Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Fraggle Rock. I love this. That, that's something I watched as a kid more than I did Sesame Street or The Muppets. So Fraggle weird. Rock is I, what I, I have a with. blind spot. I have a Fraggle really? Rock blind spot. Okay. Didn't sure. quite hit. But anyway, um, Fraggle Rock can claim the following. It was the first original <laughs> HBO TV series. What? Take that, Game of Thrones. Really? It was the first you HBO You are descended show. from Fraggle, Fraggle fucking Rock. Fraggle Rock was HBO. Yep. That's so weird. Wow, okay. Wow. And Sopranos and all of those yeah, yeah. amazing, wonderful you know, shows. Deadwood. Fraggle Rock oh, came Deadwood, first. Oz, uh, The Wire, Fraggle Rock. You know, those famous, <laughs> those famous <laughs> HBO shows. <laughs> Tell you what, they never left a coffee cup where they shouldn't be in one. Well, no, because Fraggles don't drink. Don't feed Fraggles coffee. And then you have coffee. to stick an ending. Don't give them coffee. It's true. And don't feed them out at midnight. Oh, no, wait. Um, 
He also made an animated show called The Muppet Babies, which I vaguely remember. Oh no, I remember 100% the, love. I remember the absolute shit out of that. And yes, I absolutely love that. Yeah, that was yeah. Saturday morning TV, Muppet right? Muppet Babies. Was Saturday morning. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Nobody's mentioned that in 25 years. That's incredible. That's so good. Um. I that was all at the same time as like the Animaniacs and stuff as well, like that, like that amazing. A couple of years Batman, before, I think. Batman the Animated Series, yeah, yeah. all that kind of like that golden was, age. You know, of when incredible... you used to get up on Saturday morning at 6 a.m., you'd yeah. walk through to the living room if you're of our generation. If you're not, why the fuck are you still Saturday morning to? cartoons is yeah. quintessential. Is that still a thing? Oh, it is in my house. <laughs> yeah, but you're I just, get up on Saturday you mornings. Have them on Blu-ray yeah, on Blu ray. I've got 4K. the 4K remastered Batman animated series I got a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I wake up on Saturday mornings and watch cartoons. Also, and, if you're listening, Warner Brothers, can we have some Crunch. 4K remastered Looney Tunes, please? Because your Blu-ray offering is terrible. We're waiting. I'm just saying. Um, he also then went on to kind of uh, off the back of the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, he realised that he could do darker things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he then went on to do the darkest thing ever, which was a series called The Storyteller. Yeah, okay. Do you remember yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were, I mean, ostensibly it's John Hurt. Yep. In really, really bad prosthetics and yep. makeup, but fine. John Hurt, um, sir. I love it. Um, is he a sir? She fucking should be if he ain't. Well, so he's dead. Oh, yeah, there's so a lot of people. Posthumously, he should be. Um, but yeah, so John Hurt would tell stories, and the stories would then turn into this like animated dreamscape yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. stuff and things. But it would occasionally cut back to John Hurt, and the things would come back from the story with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, yeah. There's like one scene where he was talking about the demons and the devils, and the devils were all just clustered over his shoulder. It was fucking terrifying. It sounds amazing. I, I don't remember it, but that sounds absolutely no, amazing. No, go, go back and watch the story. Mm-hmm. That's fact, definitely, <clears> there must be something. Netflix. Oi. You, you listening? Well, I think we have you massively got, got overestimated who listened to this podcast. So far, we've been Izzy Azard, Rowan Atkinson, Netflix. Oh, I just said Looney Tunes or Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah. They all listen. They, all just, listen. they just don't comment. We've only got four listeners. We've got five, sorry, Disney. They're, Disney they're, as well. they're lurkers, Mike. They're known as lurkers. <laughs> they listen, but they don't say a damn thing. <laughs> um... Bear in mind, the storyteller actually won uh, an Emmy... For okay. Outstanding Children's Programme. Amazing. Which, if you watch it, you're like, wait, Don't what? show this to children. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> terrifying. No, I watched it as a child and I'm fine. Clearly. <laughs> no alcoholism or that chestnut. projection issues here. <laughs> that chestnut that we use every episode. I grew up watching it and I'm fine, so fuck off. I think it's probably time to um, take a break. I mean... Henson's career is going brilliantly. He's at the top of his game. Yes. So I would like to set you a small quiz. We don't have a jingle for this, do we? We do. Oh, we do? Oh, okay. Well, then I'll stop talking. The quiz, name that Muppet. Fuck, I'm... Okay, I need to be real with you about something. What? I've watched the Muppets, but I am not a Muppets Muppet head. Well, that's But we'll fine. give it a go. This is probably not going to go well for you. All I've got to do is get 50%. So, I'm going to give you a series of clues. Are you going to do impressions of the Muppets right no. now, Rob? Ah, uh, you know, that would be the brave thing to do. That's what listeners want to hear. Uh, I can't. It would be both racist and Okay, yeah, let's not do that. Bad. Okay. Fine. okay. No, I'm going to give you a series of clues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just have to tell me the Muppet I'm describing. Okay. There are three or two clues for most. And three they get two. kind of like abstract, <laughs> through to detail. Okay, right. Okay. okay, so first, tell me the name of the Muppet. He was the drummer for Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. Oh shit, it's not Animal because he's a drummer, but it's not Animal. Well, it is Animal, it is Animal. Okay. It's Animal. Okay. Uh, second clue, by the way, is Savage and Frenzied Monster. It's Animal. Okay, it's Animal. Second. His voice was based on a New York City taxi driver. Hey, fucking son of a bitch. Um, he lives in a trash can. Oh, Oscar the Grouch. Okay, maybe I'll be okay. Okay, Bruce, the third one. First appeared in Purina dog chow commercials. Grover. No. Ah. He then appeared on the Jimmy Dean show as Jimmy Dean's sidekick. What the fuck? So he's a dog. 
and he plays the piano. Oh, fuck. I actually can picture him and I don't know his yeah. name. Brown shaggy dog, big ears. Yeah, yeah, big long ears. Yeah. Rolf. Rolf, of course. Rolf <laughs> of course. Of okay. course, yeah. Uh, the of next one uh, is actually two characters. They are named after two New York City hotels. Oh, it's the old men. It's, uh... Fuck! Uh, Stickler? Stackler? Oh, God damn it! it's the two old men berating it's everybody from Statler the thing. Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf, yes, of course. Statler and Waldorf, yes. The Astoria Waldorf and the something Statler. <laughs> Oof. Okay. I've been doing well at pretending I know about this, Rob. You've it's scuppered me here. Right. You, know, you know, two, three, one miss. So, your next Muppet has lavender skin. Big fan of formal wear. Likes wearing a suit. Lavender skin. And loves numbers. Oh, it's uh, blah, 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 blah. One, yeah, uh, the count? Count of one count. I don't like yeah, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> There's no way you're getting this one. Because <laughs> I don't so well so far anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you, you're three out of four, so <laughs> not doing too bad. That's 50%. 50%. <laughs> uh, right. Gonzo's love interest in The Muppet Show. Right. In a Muppet Show. <laughs> Appeared in A Muppet's Family Christmas, where she is seduced by the turkey. Right, yeah, gobble gobble. She's a chicken. Okay, I actually don't know that. I actually definitely know that. This is Camilla the chicken. Gonzo, who's an alien, wanted to fuck a chicken. Yeah. Alright, well, sure. No, I mean, I'm not sure about that, but woo. Did he definitely. fuck a chicken? He wooed the chicken. He certainly will. Well, if that knows. Stuffed anyway. the chicken. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. I think we might just call it a day there, don't we? <laughs> Your next one is actually, you know before when, in fact two weeks ago, when we were saying that all the Muppets are left-handed and I said there's one exception? Yes. This is the exception because it was actually a puppet that was run by two people. It was a collaboration between Henson and Oz. And Oz did the hands of this puppet. Miss Piggy. No. Yeah, it. The puppet would do unexpected things like tossing chickens around the set and juggling cleavers. Oh, uh, Swedish Chef. Yes. Yes. Okay, yep, yep. Bang on. My third clue, by the way, was just porky 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 porky. Okay. <laughs> Nearly there. And you're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing better uh, than I expected. Next up, this Muppet stands at eight feet two inches tall. Right. Exhibits a childlike innocence and interest in all things. I'm on, at the moment, I'm going with either Big Bird or Snuffleupagus. He's bright fucking yellow. Big Bird. Yes! <laughs> okay. Nearly there. Last two. A scheming and sassy Latino. <laughs> God. Scheming and sassy Latino? Is it Rizzo? Nope. Ah. Speaks with a heavy accent, and he punctuates his sentences with, Okay. I actually don't know that one. It's a crustacean. Uh, okay, so it's the crab guy. It's Pepe. Pepe the King Pro. Pepe the King Pro, of course, yes. Who's I really also need to rewatch all the 70s Muppet you shows. Do. Don't I? You do, you do. Clearly, amazing. I need to read all of it, yeah. yeah. Okay, your final Muppet. <laughs> you ready for this? Mm hmm. It's green. Right. Sings. Right. Is a frog. Miss Piggy. It's Kermit. I got that one. <laughs> like, it's you, you not Kermit. Oh, son it's, it's Robin it's the Frog. Son. It's his nephew is or something, right? Kermit's young nephew. It's his nephew, of course. Robin, yes. Uh, most notably of it is... Um, uh, he plays um, uh, Bob Cratchit's son. In Bob Cratchit's son in Mother's Christmas Mother's Carol. Christmas yeah, Carol yeah. Which is he the best plays, Christmas sorry, movie ever, the, by the way. That, that's, that's how good the Muppets are. I've just said, he plays Bob Cratchit's son in it. No, he doesn't. It's a man in it's a man's hand inside yeah. of it. <laughs> he plays Bob Gretchen's son. So at the end of that quiz. Fifty percent. Give or take. Fifty <laughs> percent, yeah. Fine. Annoyingly, Robin. because I planned this. Well, they entire... introduce his nephew and it's just a small version of him. Yeah. It's my nephew. What's his stick? Oh, it's the same as my stick. He's just small. Well no, but he's much, much He's more the like whole innocent, point is, isn't he? He's yeah, much yeah. more innocent, yeah. but also much smarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Kermit will be doing things and Robin's like I'm not sure that's a good idea. Spot on Shut up. <laughs> you know what? Just for the rest of the podcast, just, just, just do impression of the Muppets. <laughs> Fuck off. 
in the new Muppet Show that came out a few years ago, uh, there's an amazing thing where uh, when the show starts, it becomes it becomes uh, it's made apparent that uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy are broken up, and Kermit's got a new girlfriend, and she's a pig. And it just cuts to a talking head. So she's like talking where he's, he's introducing her to everybody. And it just cuts to a talking head and Kermit just goes, what can I say? I'm attracted to pigs. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. But they, they can't even address it. They're like, but like the way they, the, like the new Muppet Show was shot like The Office. It was the people that made The Office, in fact. So it was Dan Gore. So yeah, so it was like, it is that kind of cuts to talking heads, but it's the Muppets. It's very weird. It's so good. What can I say? I'm attracted to pigs. <laughs> Annoyingly, because I structured this episode completely wrongly, we're now going to talk about the amazing fact. Jingles on jingles. We may have over-engineered this. You have over-engineered this one. No, it's generally, I think we This has got jingles. all the features. Can we get episode? rid of all the jingles? Can we just no, like, I like them. Can we keep like one star guy? If anything, let's I mean, make him longer. Fun. The amazing um, fact jingle is amazing. It makes me feel like I'm watching the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Alan Silvestri wrote us a jingle. It's so overblown. I love well, it. Well, he did. And who would have thought Alan <laughs> Silvestri was on Fiverr? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Um, so, Especially when the amazing fact isn't that amazing. It makes it so much better when it's so... This one is, I must admit, middle of the road at best. Jim Henson loved a puppet. Oh, okay, yeah, blew my mind. He got arrested for it whilst in Texas. No, that didn't happen. He and Hugh Grant arrested at the same time. After Oz had worked on Star Wars... Yes. Lucas and Henson remained actually really good mates. Okay. Sure. Not quite as good as like invite each other around for tea and but all. But beardy friends. Sure. But you know, yeah. Professional acquaintances. Good friends. To the point that when um, Henson started shooting Labyrinth. Right. Was that 84, 86? Lucas arranged for Darth Vader in full costume right. to walk onto set yeah. and hand him a good luck card. Okay, wow, really? Wow, okay. <laughs> and then presumably, like, kill a bunch of people and leave. Be like, you're a traitor for the Rebel Alliance, because he couldn't afford James L. Jones, so it was just David Prowse in the suit. Going, <laughs> presumably, I'm from Somerset. Yeah, yeah, no, indeed. No, that was amazing. Like, nearest tall guy they could find. It was like, good luck now. He, walk, well, he walks onto set and interrupts. I'm presuming it's like the good. nearest tall messenger they could no, find. Yeah, so exactly. Like, Who's the tallest runner we've sir. got? Stick him in the suit. Lucas no, says good. to give you this. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. But no, that's cool, right? Yeah, it's cool. Darth Vader was on the set of Labyrinth. But that's that's something that like we we touched on very briefly in uh, the Dark Crystal episode. But like those worlds are wheels within wheels. Like yeah. they live in each other's environments, right? Like after Return yeah, of the Jedi, in and out of each other's pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. around each other's houses <laughs> every yeah. summer. Yeah, no, absolutely. The kids play together. Yeah, but no, they you know that is that is one world essentially. The ground of Sesame Street. It's weird. Don't know. Where I was going with that thought. Cut this bit out. <laughs> Jim Henson died. He died from pneumonia, May 16th, 1990. He was 53 years old. The man left a massive legacy uh, behind him, uh, as we discussed two weeks ago, influenced pretty much all of animation in some way, shape, or form. Yep. And before we get into the the well, nuts and bolts of what he actually did... The reason people complain about CGI being <laughs> shit in comparison to practical effects is because of Jim Henson. People complain about, oh, George Lucas went back and CGI'd everything and blah, 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 because they like the puppets. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the whole Star the Wars thing of everyone complaining. So good. Yeah, because that's the thing, because... Like, all of the Phantom Menace and all that kind of stuff, like, when they brought in all the, the new versions with the CGI, this, that, and the other, it just doesn't look as good because puppets have got a tangible feel because they are tangible, because they literally are tangible. It, it's, you know, like, I don't know, it is, it's impressive for so, a bloke that started doing coffee commercials. <laughs> Not bad. Fairly tangible. Mm. So, um, what's your favourite Muppet? And it doesn't have to be a Muppet of the Muppet Show. It can be Sesame Street. It can be any Jim Henson creation. A beaker. To the point where, if you see my hair today, it's styled on beaker. <laughs> beaker is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the best. I love beaker so much. It's like Fizz Gig. It's like, I, I like, 
I, 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 I really respect and I love the, like, the more articulate puppets, the ones that move around more and all that kind of stuff. But nothing makes me laugh more than that. Like, the Swedish chef is amazing. He's definitely up there. But, like, fizz gig, stuff like that, where it's just a dude flapping his hand up and down and just meh. Like, that thing, that, that is absolutely amazing. I love him. I love him. I actually had a firm answer for this because I know I love Beaker. I, lo I love Beaker. I love Beaker. Mine is uh, Gonzo. Fair. The great Gonzo. The great Gonzo. Uh, and mostly because, to be honest, um, I mean, it, it's September, so it's kind of a bit early, but not too early. And Christmas rolls Muppet, around. Christmas Carol. And Every year. Muppets Christmas Carol. I think Gonzo I've watched it. I think as, I've watched the, it. as the, the, the narrator. Chorus, the the narrator. chorus, yeah. I think I've watched it every year. Yeah. Certainly since I lived in Jersey, so at least the last 15 years, I watch it every single Christmas. It's and I, and a staple. You know what? I almost want to change my answer to Rizzo. Because I love <laughs> Rizzo. So, yeah, I love him so much in that movie. He's so good. But no, so I think Beaker and Gonzo, solid entries. If you have yours, by the way, dear listener, please tweet us. Let us know. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not going to Shout at us on Twitter about it. That'd be great. It'd be good to have it. I like um, the count as well. There's so many good ones, though. It's really, I love Snufflepagus. All right. Let's go for least favourite Muppet. What's the bad one? There aren't any. Don't say Elmo. Miss Piggy really annoys me. Miss Piggy's horrible. <laughs> but I know that's the point. Oh, I know it's the point of Miss Piggy that she is irritating. But it's so well realised. I'm like, this bitch is on my last nerve. <laughs> oh my god! Like, Kermit could do. St what? What is he doing? What is he doing? Putting he up with this. So much better. Fucking hell. But again, <laughs> Christmas Carol. Yeah, and yeah. She's feeding family. Yeah, and the yeah. girls are there. Yeah. And it's like, and the girls have got horrible names. Uh, like Morticia and yeah, 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 stuff. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Anyway, um, so Jim Henson, before he died. Had founded something called the Jim Henson Foundation in 1982. Okay. Same year that Dark Crystal was released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to this day is the only grant giving or mm. grant making yeah. uh, institution with the mission of supporting puppetry. Oh, wow. In okay. the entire world. It's keeping a dying art form alive, yeah. Well, I don't know about dying. I mean. It's dying. All right. I mean, there's um, been a, there's been a the, the renaissance of it because of the Star Wars backlash, and I honestly do think it's because of that. People had a big backlash against CGI, and they do practical stuff. That's why Jurassic Park, the Jurassic World movies, they use a lot more practical stuff now because the because of the backlash against it. Star Wars is a perfect example. Yeah. Fucking the Yoda puppet turned up in fucking Last Jedi, and it was a great scene that I really enjoyed, Rob. And I gr I'm glad we don't disagree. Okay. <laughs> I hope he's in the next one. I hope he is as well. I'm, what else I hope he's I in the next I don't know what one. we're arguing. We just want to see Yoda Actual again. Actual pacing and direction. Last Jedi is the best directed Star Wars film that's ever been made. Shut up. It definitely is. It's the best directed film. Right, Patreons can tune in <laughs> for a special... Fist fight. <laughs> Saturday night is fight night between Rob and Mike. There's no talking, there's just grunting ding, ding, in the ding. background for about two minutes until two blokes oh, get yeah, tired. Oh, video. It's, it's like, just audio. It's a 30-second fight until we get tired and go, anyway. should we just have a beer? Anyway. <laughs> um, the Jim Henson Foundation today Last Jedi is the third best bestowed. Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. The Jim, Jim Henson Foundation has bestowed 675 different grants. Oh, wow. So they're really oh, wow. working it. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, they are nearly as old as I am. So, sure. you know, I've, I've had 675 shits and nobody's celebrating that. Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> I'm glad you made that analogy because that's the same. Also, in my life, <laughs> very irregular as an individual. Jim Henson Foundation single-handedly keeping an ancient and and incredibly beautiful artistic form yeah, alive. I feel like I should rewind 675 that. times and you've compared it to take it a shit. <laughs> sure. It's, it's an ancient. <laughs> it's as old as I am. Yeah, exactly, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the early, the early ones were touch and go. <laughs> Before Jim Henson there was just Punch and Judy and that was it. <laughs> right. Stupid crocodile. Uh, the Jim Henson Company. Punch is definitely trying to rape Judy the whole time, though, right? I don't know. It's just like a spouse. It's just like trying to get thing. her all the time. It's, it's not horrible. Good. That's a full on operation. It's real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jobby. That's not happening. We've um, discovered that Jimmy Savile was always the puppeteer of, of Punch. Okay, let's move on because this is please. a rabbit hole of nightmares. <laughs> um, 
The Henson Company and uh, the Foundation continued <laughs> after his death, producing yep. new because, series. And yep. what I mean, this also includes the Grinchy Shop, which was separate to the Jim Henson Company. Okay. Um, Jim Henson's Creature Shop continues to build creatures for a number of projects. Right. Including uh, Farscape. Sure, yeah, that yeah, was a Henson yeah, yeah, vehicle, yeah, of right? course it was, yeah, yeah. And a surprisingly wide range of films. Okay. Surprisingly, because I'm going to run through some of them. Right, and you'll be and like, what? you're going to be like, what, really? So let's start with the easy ones. Uh, Harry Potter. Sure, yeah, of Henson course. Henson did work yeah. on the first yeah, film. yeah. Uh, well, Henson's Creature Shop, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, we spoke about before. And actually, it, they were the 90s movies, by the way, joking not as, the reboots. All joking aside, that those movies are quite groundbreaking in the radio-controlled features of like the lips and eyes and stuff like that. Like It, it is actually, in terms of puppetry, actually quite important. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so the movie with Martin Freeman. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're sure. Henson yeah. did yeah. all of the work on Why that. Why wouldn't you? Why and wouldn't to be you? honest, you can kind of see it in the Vogons when yeah, they get yeah. like, smacked. Yeah. They look sketchy-ish. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Scooby-Doo. The movies? A live-action movie. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Babe. So all they would, of the animals they would have been, yeah, yeah, would have been all animatronic. Were so th that's the thing as well. You you think the Muppets are the Muppets, but actually, when you're talking in terms of puppetry, it's like a skeleton with robotics inside with performers. And they got really. They good don't at have it. to look like that kind Curry of classic Muppety kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Like it's it's all yeah. Uh, they also did 101 Dalmatians live action, Jack mm -hmm. Frost, Doctor Doolittle, yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, oh, TV show. Now that show was good as hell. Don't you, kick the baby. You know it ends where they accident. <laughs> it ends with them accidentally starting the ice age and killing all the dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. He fucks up at the plant, and it, well, it's, just, it's just a Simpsons with dinosaurs, but uh, it is amazing. The Flintstones live action series. Yeah, was okay. All yeah, yeah. Creature yeah, yeah, shop, yeah, yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. And did it brilliantly. Yeah. I mean, make what you would of those movies. They're touching. But the go, dinosaurs but look like the dinosaurs oh out of the cartoons so come to life. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they worked on more serious movie projects, including the talented Mr. Ripley. Right. The creature work in there, apparently. Uh, the English patient, they did all of the prosthetic effects. Right, okay. Uh, the hangover. Right. You know that bit where there's a tiger in the car? Yeah. That tiger technically is a Muppet. He's an animatronic yeah. tiger. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. And Batman Begins. Jim Henson's Creature Shop did the Scarecrow. Sure, so that really expressive mask. I mean, that mask is amazing as well. And there's, honestly... Wow, there's, I didn't there, know there, that. Yeah. <laughs> you just told me something about a Batman film that I didn't know. No. Honestly, it. honestly, today's been worth it. I woke up and I was hanging, I was dying. Today's been worth it. They Really? Yeah. That, that should have been your amazing fact, you dickhead. What are you doing? No. <laughs> you I'm buried the lead. Drop that one in, like, <laughs> casual like. That is um, awesome. And, I mean, honestly, if you uh, go online and look this up, there are over 50 more films oh, I bet. It's just, that it's they've just, just like, been like, oh, yeah, we Anything that requires some kind of remote control animatronics with some kind of, like, layer of skin of any variety on top of it, why wouldn't you get the Creature Workshop? And that's not it's to mention bleeding uh, edge, top the, of the reboot world. of the Muppets, recent yeah. one, not yeah. directed by the Studio, but they provided well, yeah, the puppetry. Yeah. It's like Jason Segel. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted, the yeah. sequel to, I haven't both seen of which, good movies. I haven't seen the Really good one. movies. I really like the first one. Uh, the first one I really Frank like Oz is... doesn't like him. Fuck Frank Oz. Yeah, no, no, indeed. But I, I like the first Frank. one because... Um, I like the idea of like putting on a show. They've got to put on a show to save the theatre and that kind of stuff. I really but isn't like that. Isn't that like the plot of the Muppet Show? The yeah. Muppets movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's like, fine. No, it's a reboot of a reboot of a. Anyway, yeah. um, it's new generation. Uh, the Happy Time Murders, which is a terrible film. So that I you thought that was watch. people. Yeah, apparently it's awful. I haven't watched it. Apparently it's. Isn't that? I thought there was ex Henson people that did that. It is this all the Creature Workshop. Apparently it's kind of big. Right. Okay. Okay. It, okay. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, Interesting. So there we go. I might watch the Happy Time Murders. That bit in the trailer when the puppet comes and it's just silly string everywhere made me laugh. It's stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. It's the dumbest, most crass I'm, joke I'm in the sorry, world. Made me is, laugh like a motherfucker. That is full on what Henson was trying to do. They mm. eat each other. They kill each other. They <laughs> all over the set. It's, it's like we were saying about Looney, like I said earlier about Looney Tunes. It's like think about how violent those Looney Tunes movies are. The Roadrunner movie, the Roadrunner cartoons, right? It's the same thing of like. Like that darkness that speaks to adults and kids in the same way. And that's why I still watch the Muppet movie every Christmas. Because they set Rizzo on fire and there's all sorts of silly business, you know. I'll tell you another movie they did that isn't on your list. It's Scrooged. My actual favourite favorite Christmas movie. There's so a bunch all of the puppets on my list, in there. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there'll be um, probably a hundred. Yeah, I mean, you, we'd spend another 20 minutes just reading a list out. Yeah, amazing. 
Amazing. So there we go. That is the animation of Jim Henson. Um, what a legacy. It's kind of hella good. Makes me, small, makes me feel very small. <laughs> oh, God, is my legacy going to be this podcast? This two-time award-winning podcast. That's true. How many awards did Jim Henson win? Probably not two. Three. Oh, well, fuck. Two Emmys. He was, no, sorry, he if won I two. If I had a penny for two. every time Jim Henson had outdone me. Oh, he didn't. He won two Emmys. He was nominated for one <laughs> The Oscar. Jim Henson Company has clearly won a bajillion awards, though. <laughs> but Jim Henson himself well, he got did. it in. Well, he did. <laughs> this has been the deep dive episode of We're Drunk and We Know Things. We're still in the Prince of Wales. We're still drinking cider. I feel considerably less hungover now, which is perfect for the end of what we need to be doing, so the rest of the days are right off. We've been talking about the Jim Henson Company, getting a bit teary-eyed, getting a bit serious, getting a bit nostalgic, making some dick jokes. Your classic We're Drunk and We Know Things episode. Don't think we made a single dick joke. So two dicks walk into a bar. No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. Uh, so join us next month when we talk about some more cool shit. Are we? We are. We are rolling. We are. Well, are we, we talking are about? We ready? Who are we talking about? Uh, Jimmy. Little Jimmy Henson. Little Jimmy Henson. <laughs> Why are we, we are being Irish now? I don't know. It's because he's little Jimmy. It feels very offensive. Why? <laughs> I don't know. If the I was Irish aren't a race. No, it's more that we're doing a, a bad Irish impression. What are you talking about? <laughs> Irish impression is solid. I've had this validated by at least two people from Ireland. <laughs> oh my God. Rob's famous for having lots of deaf friends from Ireland. <laughs> yeah, it looks alright. Um, Oz had performed uh, Yoda. Yes. I'm going to stop there. I've got the notes wrong. I've got to tell you earlier when I came back uh, that in my haste and hungoverness to get dressed this morning, I've clearly put my boxers around the wrong way, well, which has made peeing a lot harder. Edit point. Um, no, so after the... Uh, I'm going to start again. After the... <laughs> You're not meant to do this shit drunk. That's not like rule number one of being a professional. I think that's rule number one of us doing this Don't podcast. do it drunk. No, 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 no. no.